On today's episode of Unsolved Mysteries, what the heck happened to the running back position? We got all that and more on today's episode of Locked on NFL. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, football fans? And welcome in to another episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering all the biggest stories around the National Football League in right around 30 minutes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, to all the everydayers out there making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's Tuesday, so you've got Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter. Myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. NOLA on Twitter, your resident NFL experts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And of course, the big numbers nerds. And we have a lot of big numbers to kind of run through today because one position ain't getting them numbers. The numbers ain't happening. They're getting numbers on the field. They're not getting the numbers in the bank account anymore. We're going to discuss everything going on around the running back position. And then we'll get to our yike and like headline by the fact that it's finally happening. We'll tell you what <laughs> as, we're, as we get there. But Luke, I want to start off here with like the basic question that we're all asking right now across. Even the running backs themselves are asking, is running back now all of a sudden a dying position around the NFL with all this devaluation going on? Right. Yeah. With uh, none of these running backs getting like actual long term deals, they're all going to either be forced to play on the franchise tag or, or some kind of holdout or something. Derek Henry even quote tweeting uh, uh, Matt Miller saying like, well, then if we're going to do all this, just get rid of the position. Right. And, and it's like, are we headed toward that? I think you have to think on a really, really long term scale you know, next couple of years, of course not. But by 2038, will there be right. running backs? I don't know. Um, will there be an NFL? In will there, right. Will, will there be a, a United States? That's a good question. Will there be organized society and currency and all of that power, you know, um, running water? But assuming all of that, uh, I, like, I wonder if I'm 14 and I'm a very athletic kid, you know, grown up in Florida mm -hmm. and I'm going to play football. Am I going to put myself? Am I going to be like, coach, make me a running back, you know? Yeah. Am I going to ask to try out there or am I going to try to be a quarterback like, uh, you know, like I'm watching Lamar Jackson. I want to be like him or like Lamar Jackson watched Michael Vick before him. Like, is that going to be where the most athletic kids go? Because part of the reason that running backs are so devalued is that they are not very scarce in right. the high school game. If you're the most athletic kid on the field, you will be running back. Because in the high school game, running backs can be a lot more creative than they can in the pros when everybody's a little bit faster and bigger and better tacklers. In the high school game, running backs can kind of dominate and you don't even have to have a passing game. You can just be a wing T offense, look like something out of the 1940s and run for a bunch of touchdowns and beat everybody 62 to 7. Yes. Or the New Orleans um, Saints of 2021. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> I saw this. Uh, go Army. Um, <laughs> but so when you're the most athletic kid, that might be where you play. And now you're a running back and then you go to college and you're a running back and pros. You're running. So more running backs come out than the league really needs. And so you kind of get this supply and demand thing. There's just so many of them. Why am I going to pay, you know, Josh Jacobs when I can still get a really good running back. That was actually like a total superstar in a power five conference. And I can get him in the seventh round. Yeah. Um, that might go away as more kids go. 
I don't know. Running back feels like the one where you get the most concussions and the least money. I'll go try to be Lamar Jackson and I'll, I'll go learn how to throw. I'll play some baseball, you know? Yeah. Um, so I wonder if that's the way that things might go. And I, I know from talking to people at the high school level, like there are a lot of high schools that are high school offenses that do not use like a nominal running back. They'll either have a lot of wide yeah. receiver runs. Like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of stuff out of pistol, a lot of read option stuff where you got, you know, three kids course, who can throw yeah. and triple option it, you know, like you, th- there's stuff like that that goes on on the high school level. And I'm sure there's plenty of teams lining up. Like they, you know, they look like the 1990s, New England Patriots lining up in the I formation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we might go to a league ultimately that doesn't have anyone with the letters RB next to their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm talking, you know, decades into the future right. here. Right. Yeah. Uh, in, in ways that we can't really predict, just like you probably couldn't predict the Lamar Jackson of the world if you were covering the football in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Decades into the future, um, I wonder if things look a little bit different and you just have guys that are ATH, you know, athletes. I would, that's and exactly they, what I was going to bring to the table. Like, do we they run a little, they run some routes. That. Like mm-hmm. that might be where, where things shift. And you've got guys like Jonathan Taylor who are at the pinnacle of their position, but they're probably not going to get paid because that's just not what the market dictates. Yeah. It'd be really interesting to see a, a, a future in the NFL where, you know, 12 personnel, when you've got one running back, two tight ends, two wide receivers on the field, there's a player that's playing out of the backfield, right? That's in, in that situation. But then when you go to 11 personnel or you go to, you know, or, or, or you go from that to, you know, nothing but receivers, you go to a spread look or something, then all of a sudden that same player that was in the backfield is lining up at the slot or is lining up in line to block or something like that, depending upon their size. Like there's a really interesting sort of idea about what this could potentially look like years, years later. But I think the thing that we're looking at in terms of the most, impact right now is the contract numbers right you and i looked at it before the uh before we started recording that basically from the franchise tag to the alexander madisons of the world we're looking at an average of around eight million dollars or so right for basically running before backs. you get to like the rookie contracts the, yeah right. you get this right. average of eight mil and like a median too of it like that there's not yeah. like crazy outliers if anything there's crazy outliers on the high end hundred percent. Alvin Kamara, 15 million, uh, 16 and a half for Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. Right. Um, running backs do not make a lot of money (laughs) and it like at this point, you know, when the first sort of whispers of the do running backs matter kind of conversation happened, we lived in a world where Adrian Peterson was making quarterback money. Right. And, you know, Ezekiel Elliott was a top five draft pick. And like, that's kind of where, the league was valuing running backs in the same way they valued them for decades and decades. Go back to LaDainian Tomlinson, you know, go back to the, the Walter Payton's of the eighties. Um, and they like the, the league had kind of changed, but the valuation of the position hadn't. And you had this world where we would go, wow, what a great run. And the running back would get all of the, the credit for it when really they just kind of ran through an open hole. And right. you would go, wait a minute, like, did they really earn that? And I think we've sort of over-adjusted at this point where mm-hmm. the running back does get a little bit of credit for how open that hole is because of things like pathing, pressing gaps, like other skills, reading it quickly, hitting it quickly. Those, those yep. holes close up quickly. So the fact that he's in it before it closed, that's on that's him. That's skill, yeah. Um, all of that is part of 
the position that I think we've sort of forgotten about because it got really, really easy to say, well, <laughs> running backs don't matter. Play action doesn't actually set up, you know, isn't actually set up by more runs <laughs> and feel like you're right. smarter than Pete Carroll. <laughs> um, it got, like it got a lot easier to, to say unwise versions of that are, you know, there are smart yes. versions of that argument out there, but it got e- a little bit too easy to talk about it in a, mm-hmm. in, in a, a reductive way. Um, and now like we've got running backs making wide receiver three money. Yeah. And that's still exactly. going, this is too much. We need to, these teams are stupid. Why are they still paying running backs? It's like they're not paying running backs anymore. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. We've gone from a day and age, like just here in new Orleans, one of the ones that I can always compare to is that Deuce McAllister, who used to be the saints, like, you know, oh, uh, Deuce, uh, yes. yeah. incredible, incredible. Now he's, Coaching you know, he does, right? uh, he does, uh, he helps out every now and then, but he's the, uh, radio voice. He's one of the radio voices. Oh, there. that's what it is. And so Deuce had a season to where he ran for nine straight games over a hundred yards, nine straight games. It was the fourth longest streak of a hundred plus yard games in the in NFL history. Or tied for. Now you look at Alvin Kamara, who is like the pin, one of the pinnacle examples of a modern day NFL running back, right? What what it can look like has eight 100 yard rushing games in his entire career so far. It's just an entirely different game. But mm-hmm. we've overcorrected that, as you mentioned. Devontae Parker just got five point four million dollars, and I don't think he's ever done anything in his career. He just got five point <laughs> four million dollars on average. To play for the play wide receiver for the New England Patriots, who don't even want to throw the ball if they can help it, with Mac Jones under center, and right. Austin Eckler is sitting at six point something million dollars, and that's just yeah, I think like a it, seven mil cap hit and six point one cash flow, like it's yeah, gross. or six point one average per year. That's where he's at yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. So those guys are, are are too close in my book, too close. So I think we agree yeah. that this is one of those things where maybe the NFL is just like overly adjusted to. We've seen this with the safety position went through this for a little while. Defensive tackle went through this for a little while. Off-ball linebacker went through this for a little while. Maybe this all corrects. But kind of where has this all started and where does it go next? We'll start off by the framework of what happened on Monday, which is none of these running backs getting a second contract or another contract beyond their franchise tag. What does that mean for each of these teams moving forward? And what does it mean for the NFL moving forward? We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on NFL, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You can still bet on running backs, though, and you can do that <laughs> at Fan <laughs> Sportsbook. You can go find over-under totals right now for the 2023 season. You can bet on baseball games and all of that as well. Uh, and at FanDuel, they've got a special promo going on. They got a lot of special promos all the time. So go check in at FanDuel.com every once in a while and see if you can get some. But right now, if you sign up with our link, you can get 10 times your first bet amount back in bonus bets up to 200 bucks. So if you make a $20 wager on whatever, you will get $200 back in bonus bets, whether or not that bet wins or loses. And to get that, sign up today at FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 back in bonus bets by multiplying your first bet tenfold. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And when you win, you get paid out instantly. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 
All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of Locked On Podcast. I work your team every day. Big thank you to all the everydayers out there making us your first listen of the day. So, Luke, one of the reasons why we're having this discourse around this conversation around running backs in the first place is because Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, we've got Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants, and then, of course, we also have Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders, who all were put on the franchise tag this offseason and did not get a new contract. So they will be playing on the franchise tag in 2023 in a situation in which you're just on that deal. There the money's guaranteed, but there's nothing beyond that. You're the you're the position that's taking the most hits, that's touching the ball mm-hmm. the second most on offense. And so this is kind of where all this discourse is. So let's start off here. Are you surprised at all with these three running backs not getting an additional contract or did you kind of expect it to play out this way? I am certainly not surprised uh, mm-hmm. with these guys, Tony Pollard, Jacobs, Barkley. I, I, I mean, based on everything we've been talking about, the the everything you've ever seen about running backs on TV, unless it's a fantasy football segment, has been about how they probably shouldn't make money. Like, that's yep. all we ever talk about with running backs. Yep. Uh, so, of course, you know, that that is going to seep into the actions of, of actual teams. Um, you know, that affects things more than we ever care to admit. But here is what is interesting about this. And, and, and I think this is why somebody like Barkley, Jacobs, Pollard uh, rank Saquon Barkley real quick. Doesn't have to be don't have to put a lot into it. But is he top five, top three, top one? Yeah, Where I'd should him, he be? I'd give him top five, at least top five in, in the NFL. Yep. So by making just franchise tag money, he is tied for seventh cool. with Pollard and Jacobs. No, below guys like Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon does not deserve. Joe Mixon does not deserve to be above Saquon Barkley. Right, and I actually I don't know if that's still accurate for Mixon. I don't know if these are updated numbers. It's probably he just signed. Um, yeah, because I know I'm I'm looking off over the cap, and I know that they always wait for like all the details. Right. Um. So I I get where they're coming from. Where it's like, okay, I am making currently just because of where I'm at in my contract progression, I'm making less than guys that I think I I am better than and probably have a point, right? If you're like Saquon Mm -hmm. Barkley being like, why am I making less than Alvin Kamara, who is past this point now, right? I I, I think most Saints fans, if they could trade Kamara for Barkley straight up would do so. Why is Barkley making less? I (laughs) no. I don't think that they would. I I, I think that they should, but okay. I don't know if they would. I don't know if they okay. would. Okay, well, fair I enough. Think that they yeah. should. <laughs> fair enough. Plus, you've got Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott out on right. the market right now, waiting. Now, those two guys were both on kind of fake parts of their contract. You know, I mean, they would sign you, you sign a five year deal and go. Are you actually yeah. seeing the end of this? Right. 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 Um, the Saints did a bunch of restructures with Camara, and so he did see a little bit more of that money. Yeah. But Dalvin Cook was kind of it was always a three year deal. Just looked like a five-year deal. Yep. Um, so I don't know if that necessarily plays into the positional value thing, but the fact that he's not signed anywhere yet could, right? Although if you listen to his, to Dalvin cook's camp, it's that he's got the pick of the litter and he's just kind of waiting to make his choice and mulling yeah. it and things over and pitting teams against each other. And I do think that that's true. I think there's a few mm-hmm. teams in the AFC East that are uh, looking for his services, but yeah, I, I think that these guys do have a point in that, this market does not reflect merit in the way that it sort of, we were told it should. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. And then you look at like, 
Man, I know we can't do, I know we can't bet on contracts being signed over at FanDuel. I kind of wish we could. I understand why we can't, but I kind of wish that we could because, like, you know, a, a player like Derrick Henry, whose contract voids after this season, um, you know, a guy like AJ Dillon that hits the, the market soon if he has a big year in Green Bay, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm just thinking about some of these guys that are becoming, you know, guys like Saquon Barkley and, and, and Josh Jacobs, who could potentially be franchise tagged the second time next season. They'd lose their minds, but could it happen? Sure. Um, you know, as these running backs or, um, Jonathan Taylor, right? He said he said undrafted. That's a really uh, interesting free agent. Like, do you what do you do? You just do the same thing with him again, like next year. If you're the Colts, you just franchise tag him, and then you say, okay, ten million dollars, eleven million dollars. We're Gucci. We're moving on here, and then which that number's going to keep going down, by the way, because the franchise tag. That's right. That's right. Is built on the average of what is it? Top ten or top five salaries? Top five, yeah. Or top, yes, the top five salaries of running backs. Well, if you look, you know, if if, uh, the Saints cut Alvin Kamara next year. If you look at like the amounts for 2024, Alvin Kamara is going to make 18.8 Aaron Jones, 17.1 Nick Chubb, 16.2. If any of those contracts are restructured or uh, any pay cuts happen or anything like that, like that number could go down. And now suddenly the franchise, your Jonathan Taylor is going to be making like $8 million. I mean, this is getting closer and closer to punter money. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uncomfortably close. Uh, the highest paid punter for the 2023 season right now, I think, is at like three, four million dollars. Yeah, three, million, yeah. three and Jack a half. Fox three for the half. Lions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah, yeah. There you go. 100%. There you go. Way to go, Lions. And so I think that, like, that's <laughs> make it, making the running backs look bad with the punter money. And then kickers are up there, Lions. too. You know what I mean? Positional value gods. This <laughs> Hey, hey, Jameer Gibbs is just as much a wide receiver as he is a running back. I've been told. True. I've been Can't told. wait to see him run out told. and ups against <laughs> press corners. Right. So I don't know, man. I just say like it, it's such an interesting thing to figure like, okay, our team's going to be more likely to use the franchise tag. I mean, Matt Miller with his tweet, right? Who was like, draft a running back, start that running back. If the running back is good, franchise tag that running back after the rookie contract's done. Then draft a running back and do it all over again. And yeah, one of the one of two things is going to happen is that that franchise tag is going to become the lesser option um, compared to the contract, and therefore the contracts start to happen again. Or you can't draft running backs as readily as you can draft running backs right now. And 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 one of those two things I, I think is going to break. Um, I've seen some folks that have suggested things like, well, the NFLPA needs to get involved and maybe they do something. Yeah, There's I don't not think really a way to do that. And the NFLPA is weak anyway. Like we've seen right. this over and over again. And so we can't even uh, get health insurance for right. like, veterans. Like I can promise you right now that, that the players are not looking at the players association going help us. Like that's, that's the last right. place that they're going. Yeah, and it would be such such a weird precedent to do like something position specific because for then one you would position. get somebody like would would Taysom Hill start wanting to be called a running back because there's some extra benefit? Like, how do you deal with players like Debo Samuel and stuff? Like, right? Uh, yeah, that is such a weird territory to get into. Ultimately, I think this just is going to have to play out naturally, which is yeah, yes. a whole bunch of running backs are going to get paid l- way less than they're worth for a little while until things rubber band back and either by a scarcity sort of reintroducing itself to the market because no kids want to play running back. So then suddenly there isn't this huge abundance and then things will kind of adjust back that way or in um, 
a schematic way where yeah. a team will figure out a way. I mean, like Kyle Shanahan will figure out a way to get, you know, 2000 yards with, with Christian McCaffrey. And then suddenly you realize, wait, if you have a guy like that, you can do that. And all. Yeah. like that could be the way that this goes down. Um, but either way, I think it just, it's, th there is nothing active that like a governing body can do no, here no. that makes sense. Yeah. I think the other thing that I look at, and before we get to yike and like here is defenses keep getting lighter and then the running back position gets effective at that level, like at a certain level again, mm -hmm. that makes you look and at we've the position and go, ah, okay. Teams it's, trying it's, to we, do that right now. Yep, like yep, Vikings yep. and Packers right now are sort of in lockstep doing that. The Packers draft mm -hmm. two tight ends and the Vikings going in for the like premier blocking tight end of free agency mm -hmm. and trying to get a little bigger, extend their fullback. You know, I think the fullback is making a bit of a comeback. Yep. Um, and that also is, is just kind of the ebb and flow of the league. Things get yep. faster and that means guys get smaller. So I get bigger yep. Then you got to get bigger, which means you get slower. So I get faster. And yep. it, yeah, it's the it's the ongoing chess match of or right. checkers. Let's call it what it is that that one. That one's a checkers <laughs> yeah, I mean, match. You get small. That, that has get been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's been the tale of of football since the Spanish American War. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought maybe we were going to the uh, Australian Emu War, maybe or something like that. But <laughs> it's all good. All right, coming up next. Uh, speaking of wars, one of them is finally over. It's finally over. It's finally happening. It looks like, and we're so excited about it. We'll tell you what it is as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked On NFL. All right, everybody, continuing on and wrapping up today's episode of Locked on NFL. It's Tuesday. It's Luke. It's Ross, which means you get yike and you get like. Um, and that's not our nicknames, by the way. One of us is not yike and the other is not like, <laughs> although that could be fun. Um, I think Halloween I'm, costume. Yeah, I'm probably yike, if we're being honest. That's what we should do. We should find, we should, for the Halloween episode, let's find yike costumes and do that. Uh, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Before that gets, before that gets, yeah, yes, it's uh, that's what I mean. Literally, yike yeah. the word, not uh, not a not costume that makes people that make go say like, yike. yeah, yeah. We don't want that. We're 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 out know. of that. Uh, so here's my. I'm gonna I'm just gonna get to it in terms of my like of the week. Um, news breaking that the NFL has finally cleared the path for the sale of the Washington Commanders. Dan Snyder will officially be out of the league after the owners vote on the over $6 billion sale that will take place that will sell the Washington Commanders to a uh, purchasing group that you know includes guys like Magic Johnson and all this other stuff. Uh, but Dan Snyder will officially no longer be an owner in the NFL. And that is just fantastic. I think I'm the second happiest person around this. The first happiest person is Jim Irsay. No doubt about it. 100%. <laughs> that dude has been... He's the been out of the news for months, man. Like it's, it's wild that like Jim Irsay is like the guy that's on the forefront of like, yeah, get Dan Snyder out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Don't do that. Uh, so I'm just really, really excited for the Washington commanders. I'm so excited for Washington commanders, fans, Washington commanders, yeah. players, Washington commanders, dance team members. I'm just so happy for everybody involved in this, that Dan Snyder is finally going to be gone. Um, and I can't wait to celebrate this all over again once the sale actually becomes official, but the NFL paving the way for it to happen. Like, it's, like, like, like. We're, we are getting to a point where the the 32nd franchise in the NFL can actually become a respectable business again in the eyes of yes. the U.S. government, <laughs> <laughs> which it currently is not. Uh, my like is going to go to Justin Jefferson. 
uh, in particular. So the Madden ratings just came out. Justin Jefferson's a 99. Yeah, that's so uh, cool. And he was so excited about this. Look, Justin Jefferson has been working very closely with Madden for years. He's been in their ads and stuff. He was almost on their cover. Um, but he was so stoked about this. He says since he was seven years old, he's been creating his own player in Madden. And making him a 99 and now he doesn't have to and he's just like jazzed about that like while That's everybody so is cool. having this crazy discussion <laughs> about like if players should be allowed to vote uh <laughs> justin jefferson is just like i got my score in the video game like he's just vibing <laughs> <laughs> That's I, love so dope. So I love that that's awesome that's awesome and uh obviously you know former lsu tiger i love that as well but even yeah. if he wasn't like he's just like um last week david harrison and i did this show and we talked about the most unguardable wide receivers in the nfl and and the two that we said were the most unguardable wide receivers in the NFL were Justin Jefferson and AJ Brown. And it's perhaps even more impressive when it's Justin Jefferson, because Justin Jefferson is the focal point of the offense. Now he, he does it when there's no one else that can do it. Whereas AJ Brown has a lot of ways the ball can move around and that, that Philadelphia Eagles offense. And so I, I love it for Justin Jefferson, super hype for him. Um, all right, let's get to yike. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the yike because it follows the wide receiver trajectory. Um, DeAndre Hopkins could have chosen any of the letters in the alphabet and he chose L <laughs> and he chose to sign with the Tennessee Titans. And listen, I said this, Oh man, I said this weeks ago that DeAndre Hopkins needed to go to a place where he was the difference. And I thought the Kansas city chiefs, Buffalo bills, those are spaces where he could jump in. He could join that team. And all of a sudden he was the difference. And that team was a super bowl winner. If, if, if DeAndre Hopkins is ring chasing, and he and he made the decision to go to the Tennessee Titans. I hope he enjoys his ring pop because that's the most that he's going to get there. <laughs> it, it's not a good choice. It's not oh good. My God. It's not a good choice. No, the AFC the, South's not a winnable division. All those all those young quarterbacks. You can win the division there all you want in the AFC South, but you don't have an offensive line or a quarterback or anything. That's you got three quarterbacks, which means you have no quarterback. You don't have a yeah. defense that's good enough to win you an NFL a, a Super Bowl. Like it just doesn't make sense. He's not the difference there. Unless he's going to do all the other things too, if he's going to throw himself the ball and block for himself before he throws himself the ball and he plays defense and gets the ball back to himself on offense, he's just not the difference maker that is the difference. He is a difference maker for that team. 100% undoubtedly, they will be respectable in offense and that's cool. But if he wanted a ring, he should have gone to a spot where he could have gotten a ring. And th this reminds me of Gerald McCoy when he spent months saying, I'm going to a place that can win me a Super Bowl championship. And then he signed with the Carolina Panthers and no one understood why. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, this that was the high. He took the money. If, if I remember he, the rap sheet, he took the right. money. De yeah. DeAndre Hopkins took the money, which it's yeah. like, all right, well, I guess whatever then. Yeah. It's, so much for all the setup. I want to go to yeah. a place that can win me a ring and that's got a stable organization and a suddenly an extra million and a half. And you're going, eh, that is a million and a half dollars. <laughs> so, so the only actually. ring, the only ring he's getting is one is the next one that he'll buy himself. Like, yeah, that, that's right. He can afford Tennessee. all the rings he wants. Yeah. Uh, my yike uh, is going to go to these gosh darn immaculate grid games. They are. <laughs> let me tell you, these things are. They have me in hell. They have me absolutely. If you're an NFL fan, not. these are a must. These are a must. <laughs> these are. I swear to like you seriously expect me to recite three whole Houston Texans in, a, <laughs> in the span of a day and know where else they played. I'm sorry. But like, I can't name Ravens. Get out of here. 
I don't know who went to Penn State and played also played for the Ravens. Like I cannot know this. Hang <laughs> on, I wish so I would have been able fun, to think of somebody. But they have me in an absolute deadlock, which I mean, it is just I am in a fight for my life here. Is that, Adafe, is that where Adafe? Is that where Adafe went to? Uh, God, went to. Yes. <laughs> is that where he went? <laughs> yes, I got one. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, while Luke is struggling at Immaculate Grid, apparently I'm immaculate at it. So uh, I'm, apparently I'm incredible at it. So that's great. Uh, yeah, no, these have kicked my butt on on quite the occasion. If you haven't checked these out as an NFL fan, it's a super fun trivia it's so game. Fun. I, it's just I, like a I'm grid. so bad at them. <laughs> yeah, and it'll set up like rows with a team, and then like and then columns with a team up at the top, and then as well as other things. But that's like the basis. And so you try to name somebody that intersects both of those things. And so it's 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 super fun. But I'm sorry you're having a tough time with it. But hey, Adafe Oe, there you go. Got gotcha. <laughs> All right, y'all. We appreciate you very much <laughs> as Luke pulls his hair out for joining us for another episode of Locked in NFL here as a part of Locked Podcast Network, your team every day. Tomorrow, Tony and James answering the biggest questions and discussing some of the biggest questions around the NFL. We are almost at training camp, so we're going to be getting you ready here. And Luke and I will be back with you on Tuesday. But don't forget the podcast here with you every single Monday through Friday as a part of Locked Podcast Network, your team every day.